वेलकम बैक लिसनर्स टू एन ऑल न्यू एपिसोड ऑफ किस्सा बचत का दिस एपिसोड इज फोकस्ड ऑन द नेक्स्ट इन्वेस्टमेंट ऑप्शन ऑफ रियल एस्टेट दिस इज ऑल्सो वन ऑफ माई फेवरेट टॉपिक्स सिंपली बिकॉज एट दिस पॉइंट ऑफ टाइम माई पोर्टफोलियो इज क्यू टूवर्ड्स दिस एसेट द डिस्कशन फॉर टूडे विल प्राइमरीली कवर द फॉलोइंग टॉपिक्स ओनिंग ए हाउस फॉर प्राइमरी रेसिडेंस वर्सेज रियल एस्टेट ऑप्शन विथ रेस्पेक्ट टू इन्वेस्टमेंट हाउ आर द डिफरेंट types of real estate investment options available my take on step by step guide for home buying let's dig into the all time dream that we have of owning a property there is a primary difference in buying a house for personal use or primary residential house versus one for investment property the difference is that personal use property has a lot of sentiment value attached to it and investing is primarily for returns today we touch upon the part of buying versus renting but the podcast is primarily focused for real estate as an investment vehicle and not for personal use for all those listeners who want to buy their first dream home or the primary residential address here is my 80 20 thumb rule for you 80 20 thumb rule means you should at least save 20% of your income which goes to retirement investment and emergency 80% can go to your daily wants and needs and in that 80% your monthly rental or your house emi should be covered keep your 20% savings aside first and then manage the 80% of your money even if you are giving a down payment for your house you cannot touch the 20% which is for your long term savings or either your goal based investment if you have worked out this personal finance thumb rule then go and buy your dream house a 1 bhk or a 2 bhk or a 3 bhk on the point of whether to buy a house or rent it here is my proprietary formula to calculate if a property is overvalued or undervalued i have posted the complete logic in my blog of kissa bachat ka on facebook and instagram for a quick recap i call it the 7% rule the formula for that is property price multiplied by 7% divided by 12 should be equal to or less than the monthly rental available example if a property is worth 50 lakhs then the rent of a similar house in the same locality should be well around 30000 if rent is much less than 30000 per month then it is better to rent the house if the rent is more than 30000 per month then it is better to buy the house next is if you want to invest in real estate for investments here are your options number 1 buying a physical property either residential or commercial this is the most common one we all know your returns in this case is the monthly rental income and capital appreciation over time second is buying vacant land this is another way of investing which we all do and is primarily focused on long term capital appreciation or your money growing over a long period of time a lot of smart investors have utilized this effectively by utilizing the land for either parking lots leasing it for mobile towers and made a lot of money 
Also, another option which gains tremendous amount of land value is converting the agricultural land to non-agricultural land and selling it. But remember, all these have risks involved and there is a lot of legwork that you need to do on the land to make it really give you high returns. The third is sectorial mutual fund focused on real estate. Funds like Aditya Birla Real Estate Fund, ICICI Prudential India Opportunities Real Estate Fund invest in stocks of companies which own property. Unlike the previous one and two, which need a lot of initial capital primarily in case of either you are doing a down payment or you are paying it as a whole these mutual fund options require very little capital the performance for these funds have been really subpar so my suggestion is please stay away from them the real estate investment trust or reit reit this is a very interesting option according to me and is completely underutilized by the general public. Here, you are investing in ownership of a very high quality rental property. Your investment will provide you dividend returns and capital appreciation when you exit. Primarily, you are owning a stock of a company which is providing you a REIT. You have lock-in periods and also there is minimum investment cost. But if you ask me, this is the best way as of today to invest with guaranteed around 12 to 14% income, having very liquid money and also transparency on where your money is being invested. Because these companies provide you quarterly earnings report on where the money is invested and so on. Unfortunately, there is only one REIT available from Embassy Office Parks. I can only hope that over the period of time, we have lot of REITs available where investors can invest. Let's do a comparison. How do these investments fare against traditional investments like fixed deposits, which are the least riskiest, and shares, which are the highest risks? Based on the data from RBI's housing price index, residential properties have appreciated 10% year on year. This is purely capital appreciation. Now compare this to fixed deposits, which give you typically around 6% and BSC Sensex CAGR returns for the same period 10 years is about 7.5%. To this 10%, if you add additional 4% of average rental income, again, I'm talking of residential here, the total CAGR returns is around 14 to 15%, which is very high comparable to the highest risk instrument, which is stocks. All in all, investing in property for the past 10, 20 years has been very, very profitable. But observing the housing price index numbers for the past three years, I am sure that 10% YOY is not going to stay for long. A more realistic number is around 6 to 7%. I'll take up this point in the later podcast, but believe me, the returns that you have earned in the past 10, 20 years on real estate is not going to sustain. I'll give you an example why. I'm going to touch upon What's the difference between Indian real estate market and more matured economies real estate market? Let me give you a comparative example of US and India. Over the past 10 years between 2010 and 2020, 
the rental yield in US has been 5.5% whereas the inflation was around 2% and property appreciation has been 1%. What you are getting is about a 6.5% gain whereas the inflation has been very low. You will see a similar pattern in European countries as well. But in India, it is a complete opposite scenario. Rental yield in India is very low. It is at 4%. Whereas property appreciation has been at 6% inflation corrected. This is clearly not sustainable. You cannot have a low rental yield and then have a high property appreciation which is going to be long term. Nobody is going to invest in rental yields if the rental yields are really low. This is not sustainable and period correction is bound to happen which has already started happening in tier 1 cities. Which means property prices are not going to increase for a long time. Government is also doing its bit to curtail the home prices moving upwards. Affordable housing drive is one such initiative. Real Estate Regulatory Authority or RERA is one more regulatory initiative to bring in transparency, increase taxes and boost affordability. Slowly but surely, rental yield will increase and property appreciation will slow down. This must happen and everything combined, rental yield and house appreciation will be around 6-7% to inflation adjusted. What I am trying to say is, overall, Investing in a rental property is going to be a lucrative investment option. It will not be as lucrative as stock market which has been the case over the past 15 to 20 years. Also the second issue is about lack of transparency, misguiding information and regulatory hurdles in the real estate market. That's why you don't have enough options of investing for example REITs. There is a long way to go for the Indian real estate market to mature and be in par with other global markets even though the real estate industry has been there for some time now. My personal ranking on how to have real estate asset on your portfolio. My top pick is REIT. The one and only REIT is traded as Embassy in NSE or 542602 in BSE. The underlying assets of this stock are of very high quality and rental occupancy is also very high. Also Blackstone being an investor will keep a good scrutiny on the asset performance. The only drawback is that the asset does not have any historical performance nor can I compare it with a similar asset in the market. Even with all this being said I feel REIT is a very good investment option reasonably secured with very high returns. My next pick is going to be empty land. Depending on how much money you have, you can pick up an agricultural land near an expanding tier 1 or tier 2 city, a residential plot within a city, an industrial plot or even agricultural land. Reason is, the holding cost of a piece of land is low currently, but capital returns are very high over a 10 to 20 year lock-in period. You also can be innovative and make some money by renting the land. There is a risk of monitoring your property and risk of encroachment as well. Next in line is commercial rental property. Now this is now this one could have been the second in the list but I have put it a bit lower because there are high barriers to entry. Barriers include heavy investment cost and also a laundry list of tenant issues. If a property management company efficiently handles this for you, then your annualized returns could be very good. But believe me, everybody cannot get into it and should not, even if you have money. There are better options available. 
Next comes residential property. The rental returns in India are abysmally low and property appreciation is reasonably making it only a fourth good option. Commercial and residential rental property can be part of leveraged investment strategy, meaning you can borrow money from a bank at lower cost and then make higher returns on your property investment. But this does not come with its own drawback and pressure and risk and is not everybody's cup of tea. My last pick is mutual funds focused on real estate sector. They have performed really badly over the years and I am less confident they are going to perform any well in the future. I have kept infrastructure bonds separate here because they are relatively very low risk because they are backed by the government and cannot be compared to the above instruments. Trust you find this information helpful. Comment your thoughts as hashtag Kissa Bachat Ka. Like and subscribe in the podcast of Apple and Android. See you next month with an all new episode. Until then, stay safe, stay indoors. Hello listeners, thank you for joining the podcast. I am your host Vinayak Bhatt and you are listening to the podcast Money Matters. This is India's only podcast focused on personal finance for the Aam Aadmi of India. I am an NCFM certified Chartered Financial Analyst student with more than 15 years of experience in helping individuals becoming financially self-sufficient. This show is not an investment advice for products but an educational series to get you financially independent. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me at kissabachatka at redifmail.com or WhatsApp me at 974104466. Again, the WhatsApp number is 974104460.